but this isn't just about my weight. But I know that one of my insecurities is when I think bigness, I also think of my physical presence. Welcome to the Rebel Souls podcast, where we flip the middle finger to the status quo. I'm your host, Shelly Paxton, lifelong rebel, liberator of souls, and author of Soulbatical, a corporate rebel's guide to finding your best life. Settle in as we dive deep with badass leaders who are rebelling for what matters most in life, business, and the world at large. I'm so happy you're here. Let's get this revolution started. Before we begin, I want to share an offering from my soul to yours. If you've achieved traditional success only to realize that you're living someone else's dream, then this will start you on a profound journey toward becoming chief soul officer of your own life, just like I did. I'm gifting you a free chapter from my book, Soulbatical, A Corporate Rebel's Guide to Finding Your Best Life. It's called Liberating from the Shackles of Should. And if you're ready to, then visit soulbatical.com to download it for free. That's S-O-U-L-B-B-A-T-I-C-A-L.com. Warning, side effects include intense joy and fulfillment. Hello, hello, Rebel Souls fam. I'm so excited to be back with you. You've got me today. This is another solo episode where we get to dive deep. And I told you in the first one that I made a commitment to myself and to you guys that I'm going to just let it let it out, be really vulnerable on in these conversations, I'm asking my guests to be vulnerable with me and I am going to be vulnerable with you so that we can all just lean into this idea of authenticity and courage and vulnerability. And that's what it's going to take for us to have the impact that we want to have in the world. And it even feels scary right now because I gave myself a theme for this conversation, which I'll tell you about in a second. And even knowing my theme, I'm trusting and surrendering to the idea that what needs to be said will be said, it will come through me, and and hopefully it will land with you guys. So this is a biggie. I don't know why I decided to tackle this in one of the early episodes, but what the hell? We're in this together, right? And there's a reason for those of you who are watching this on video, I am wearing my craziest animal print shirt and my f- most fun, funky tassel mustard earrings and like my big ass favorite glasses that are just edgy and truly make me feel like a badass. I am showing you my, I am being bold. I am occupying all of the space and more. And that's what this is about. This is about bigness. So I was kind of doing a little tongue in cheek when I said this is a biggie because this topic has been on my mind a lot lately. I explored it a little bit in the book, maybe more than a little bit in my story in saying that, you know, it became so obvious to me that while I had this incredibly successful career, while I was ticking all the boxes of success on the outside, I was not playing full out. I was not being true to me and really playing big. I wasn't really taking risks. 
Yeah, some here and there. I mean, moving to Istanbul, Turkey, when you're 26 year old, 26 years old and single, and you don't speak the language, and you've never been there before. Yeah, okay, that's taking a risk, right? That's that was me being courageous. That was me really trying to push my own edges for growth and exploration, and I loved it. And that particular example led me to my love affair with the globe, really, and becoming a global citizen and my career becoming, you know, a ticket to travel the world and meet the most incredible people and experience some of the most beautiful cultures that I otherwise wouldn't have even been introduced to. I mean, for example, India is one of my favorite places in the world. It is it is a hard kind of beautiful to experience. It will test you on every level. And yet there's just, there is a a warmth there and and a technicolor approach to life there that is stunning and that just makes me tingle to be honest and don't even get me started on the food because I love the food so much so anyway i just went down a rabbit hole that i didn't intend to go down the topic is bigness and that was an example of me playing big but still in the context of this corporate career And I really didn't get to allow myself to, shouldn't say get to, I didn't allow myself to really explore like, what does the bigness of Shelly Paxton truly look like? And there were many reasons, many things that were holding me back. I mean, I have for most of my life been called a force of nature. And in some conversations, that was a good thing. Like, oh my God, you are a force of nature. Like we want more of that energy and all of that goodness. But honestly, guys, in many conversations, especially in romantic relationships for me, it was not so positive. It was kind of a derogatory comment that I was was just too big. I was too much. I was too over the top. I was all of these things. And it's taken me this whole journey and probably, you know, still to this day, I'm doing work to really embrace my bigness. And I mean that on every level. I've had, you know, for those of you who read the book, I've had ups and downs with my weight. I have been that person on the roller coaster nonstop for decades. And while it's more under control these days, I'm still experiencing it. I just experienced it with like a 12 pound weight gain during quarantine. And I'm really happy to report that I have lost that because I put myself on a detox and it feels great. But this isn't just about my weight. But I know that one of my insecurities is when I think bigness, I also think of my physical presence. So me being big in terms of my energy in the world, my voice, my mission to liberate a billion souls, all of those things are big. I know that. My presence, my charisma. And it also makes me very self-conscious about my physical bigness because I'm not a small girl and I'm never going to be a small girl and that's okay. I'm learning to love that about me, to love all of my curves, to love that I don't look like everyone else. And yet, I can tell that I'm still working through some stuff around it. And so when I thought about what would be really edgy for me to talk about and feel really vulnerable. It's this idea of bigness and being out in the world as all of me, because I want to set an example for all of you being out in the world as all of you. 
100% of you, the light and the dark, you know, the, the strengths, <laughs> the strengths and the weaknesses, all of it, because they're all gifts in some way, shape or form. I know that my bigness is a gift. It's also not going to be for everyone and that's okay. And so I think there's a little bit, part of the message for me, and this might resonate with you, has been really learning to say, that's all right. I'm not, as they say, everyone's cup of tea. I'm definitely an acquired taste. And yeah, that's okay. It's really helped me to get clear about my people-pleasing tendencies and I talk about this in the book, and I don't have any brilliant passage to quote you because I didn't think, again, this is sort of coming through me as I'm talking, but I talk a lot about this people pleaser. Like I was bending over backwards. I was like a contortionist for most of my lives, which is most, most of my lives, most of my life. And it's an interesting, it's an interesting paradox or tension with this idea of being a rebel, right? Being a rebel in many cases, pushing against, now understanding that it's rebelling for, but being a rebel, but also being a people pleaser. And this is one of those constant tensions in my life. And I have realized in order to be me in all of my fullness, in all of my glory, in everything I stand for, so to rebel for who I am, what I want, and the impact I want to have in the world, I have to show up as the bigness of me. And I have to be okay with people disliking me. I have to be okay with some of the reviews I'm going to get on my book because not everybody's going to love it. I saw one the other day. I try not to read them, by the way. I'm super grateful for everybody who has submitted a review because they are really, really helpful in helping other people find this book in this message. But just know, I don't always read them because I don't want that to get in my way or, or somehow just get me caught up in my head. I want to stay in my heart and in my soul and in my mission. But somebody did say the other day, I went on, I went on to check something else out and I happened to see this. They were really, really, really disturbed, I believe is probably the correct word, by the sound of my voice and by my storytelling. This was an audible review. And... It stung when I read it. And at the same time, I thought, well, that's okay because that's inherently who I am and this is how I sound. And if this doesn't sound good to you, if my voice is like nails on a chalkboard, it's okay to say, uh, you know what? I tried it. I tried it. Maybe I even like the message, but I can't listen to her talk. That's okay. I know that's part of me taking a chance, putting myself out there, and other people are going to be like, I could listen to you talk all day long. I'm getting so much great feedback on the audiobook that I put out there just saying, I love feeling like you're sitting next to me or walking next to me or running next to me and telling me this story and sharing so much of yourself in doing so. And it does feel like you're putting your arm around me and saying, I got you. But not everybody's going to feel that way. And I'm not going to let that stop me. And so I want to continue to be a powerful role model for all of you to say, okay, where are you stopping yourself from playing as big as you can, from allowing your bigness to be in the world because you're afraid of taking up space? 
So let's rebel together for her bigness. This is how we are going to be the ripples that become the wave. This is how from the first solo episode, we're going to redefine ROI to be ripples of impact. It will take our voice and our energy and our brightness and our bigness in the world to have this impact that we want to have individually and collectively. And that gets me all fired up. And you guys, I'm saying this and I'm still like, I'm feeling it. I can feel my heart racing and I'm laughing every time I look at myself on the screen, like in this animal print shirt, like this is me like, like being my, well, I could make a cougar joke here as a 50 year old single woman, but I guess maybe I just did. There you go. That was your cougar joke for the day. It's probably all anybody needs is one cougar joke in a day. And I'm just, I'm laughing, but I'm laughing because I'm like, fuck, I love this. And by the way, I keep forgetting to say this at the beginning of all the episodes, but there is a reason. And I think most of you who know me or have heard of me or have read the book know that I love the F-bomb. I love to swear. I will use it strategically in all conversations. So please make sure I do have an explicit rating on the podcast. Please make sure that if you got the little ones in the room and I know we're headed into summer, there are lots of kids around, just give them earmuffs or maybe put in your own (laughs) earbuds or headphones as you're listening to this. So back to bigness. Here's the really edgy part of this conversation. I, two weeks ago, challenged myself and was also challenged by a dear friend and coaching colleague of mine, Catherine, who might be listening to this. Catherine, I love you. And I also love you for challenging me. I've been wanting to go to one of John Wineland's workshops. John is an absolute expert in feminine and masculine kind of yogic sexuality and leadership and helping people really get in touch with their feminine and masculine divine and the power that can come from that in relationships. And I've really wanted to explore, well, what does it mean for me, somebody who's lived in her masculine for so many years, decades really. So this was the kind of rebel against armor that I was talking about on the last, in the last conversation. How can I get in touch with my divine feminine? How can I, what does that look like? What does that feel like? And experience that and lead with more of that in the world. And that scares me more than anything because I'm like, whoo, people thought I was big before. What I was really doing is I was big because I was just coming in with all the armor and it just looked like strength. And it just looked like, yeah, like I was, I was kind of going to bowl you over. I was probably a bit of a, a bulldozer, right? And now I'm like, what does it look like coming in with a more feminine approach and being in touch with the bigness of my femininity. And I'm saying this knowing that there are men and women who are listening to this podcast. And it's important, men, that you hear this as well. It feels even scarier for me to say this out loud, knowing that we've got an audience of rebel souls who are all genders and all races and all creeds and all the things which I celebrate and I love. And This is probably something I would only say to my girlfriends and I haven't shared out loud. So I went to a course that Catherine and her partner were also doing. Typically these courses, these workshops happen in person in a very intimate environment. 
And because of the pandemic, they're happening virtually right now, which is beautiful because it gives more people access to John's work and you don't have to fly to LA or New York or wherever he's hosting these. So I signed up for a workshop called The Art of Spiritual Intimacy. And it felt scary to me, one, because I signed up as a single person saying, I just simply want to explore this. Now, this isn't like a sex workshop. However, this is about getting in touch with your divine feminine so that you can bring in and, and, and draw in and pull in more of the divine masculine. And you can be in control of the energy you're putting out into the world and the response you are evoking from the masculine. And I see this as much bigger than what happens in a romantic relationship. I thought, well, what if I can better understand that energy and start playing around with it? So I went, it was two full days online, thankfully with some breaks, and it was so incredibly powerful. It, it pushed me really far. I was standing in this very space. I'm recording from my home in Chicago. I was standing in this very space doing all kinds of like moves and really getting in touch with my body in ways that I haven't been in a long, long time. And I venture to say maybe even ever. And the reason I'm telling you guys all this, because it probably sounds a little batshit crazy, I promise you it's not. Because the revelation that I had in going through this workshop and in really connecting with my own feminine self was that's where the true bigness lies. And that's what I've been afraid of for so long. So the masculine for me, this armor, this rebelling against, was a way of protecting that softness, that vulnerability, that ooey-gooey inside that I kind of talked about in our last solo conversation. That was me like afraid to open that up to the world because I thought, oh my God, like now I understand to really have an impact, this is where I need to be coming from. The world needs more feminine leadership. And guys who are listening to this, that doesn't just mean from women. What that means is embracing the soft skills, embracing the wholeheartedness, heart-centered leadership, embracing compassion and empathy, like all of that. We need more of that in the leadership in the world. And I thought as I started to get more and more in touch with what does that feel like? What does that look like? I'm like, holy shit, this is big. This is like, now I'm really afraid to unleash my bigness on the world because this is big energy and will evoke a huge response. And yet that's exactly what we need. We need more of it because we need that touch in the world right now. We need more of it because that is going to evoke and help us have the impact in moving forward our missions and passions and, and, and purpose. So I wanted to read, I'm going to try to do this on, on each one of these solo things, read you something or share something that I've created or just maybe see what comes through me in the moment. And what I wrote at the end, they do what they call, oh God, what was it called? Um, something theater. Oh my gosh, I'm completely forgetting what it's called right now. Anyway, so they do, it was, it was sort of like impact theater. And you were, you're basically doing a one minute 
art piece. It could be anything. You could create a song and play it. You could do a, you know, do some kind of dance or rhythmic movement. You could write something and share. You could do performance art, spoken word, whatever it was. But really that summarize kind of your, your takeaway from the entire weekend. And it was, <laughs> it was definitely edgy because you're put in small groups of people who you don't know you've spent this weekend with, but because we're on Zoom, we didn't really have the in-person connection with a lot of people. And I decided in the short break that we had to write these things or to decide what we were going to do, I decided that I was going to write a piece called Bigness. And I want to share this with you as a way of sharing a piece of my soul that I know is so incredibly important to me doing this work in the world and for me continuing to open up to all of you and, and share my story and to be the bigness and, and the brightness and the light that we need in order to keep taking steps forward one baby step at a time on our collective revolution and mission. And so I'm gonna share this with all of you. I have not read this since the moment that I was called on to read it in that those small group theater performances at the end of the workshop. And yet it feels right to share because I'm really curious what it evokes from all of you and where are you holding back and playing small? How can you embrace your bigness? And what does that look like? What does that sound like? What does it feel like? And I'm hoping this might be a catalyst for what that means to you. And maybe you even write it down and or, or craft something around it just as a touchstone for yourself. So here goes. This is my one-minute performance piece called Bigness. I was always too big for you. Yes, you. Every man in my life, every husband, boyfriend, and potential suitor. Too intense, too successful, too curvy, too fat, too bold, too smart, too independent, too charismatic, too much. Too much like the wild swells of the ocean, like the raging winds of a monsoon, like the scorching rays of the desert sun. You told me I was a force of nature, too big in every way, and I believed you. I felt crushed and ashamed and misunderstood and unlovable, alone, aching, too big for love, until now. Now I understand that big is beautiful, that the vast expansiveness of the divine feminine is powerful, the movement, the energy, the beauty, the expression, the emotion, the leadership, the force that nature intended. Now I choose to show up as she who must be loved in her bigness and ravaged in her wild feminine. Look out, world. Whew. I can only imagine, like that felt crazy to read and I, I, I don't know how that felt to take in I will post that somewhere for sure in the show notes and maybe even on my Instagram or website for anybody who wants to go back to it. I hope for inspiration. But the big, the big takeaway for me there is this idea that I realized it's beautiful to be a force of nature. 
I realized that to be in touch with my feminine is nature and is, I mean, it is like trying to capture lightning or capture the wind or tame the swells of the ocean. Like it's so beautiful and it's so raw. And so what, there's nothing wrong with embracing all of that. And that's how we're going to get things done in the world. This is how we're going to make an impact, men and women, embracing more of our feminine. I have been operating in my masculine for so long. It just, it was so liberating. So this is yet another piece, another step in my journey of liberating my own soul to realize like, oh, I'm choosing to be loved in my bigness. And you don't necessarily have to be like, okay, the ravished part. Yeah, that, that's, we were all, all talking about, you know, she who must be. But who cares about the ravished part? I mean, I do. You don't have to necessarily. But the she who must be loved in her bigness, period. I could have stopped the sentence there because my bigness is all of me. It's my authenticity. It's my courage. It's my vulnerability. It's my passion. It's putting all of these thoughts and ideas out there with my energy, like from my truth, from my heart and from my soul. And I realize now I can't have the impact I want to have in the world. And I can't communicate with all of you without sharing that and coming from that really beautiful and raw and natural and divine place. So it's been a big wake up for me over the past couple of weeks of like, I'm not even going to ask myself or, or, or say, you know, oh, somebody going to think I'm too big or a force of nature or, you know, I'm showing up in this leopard print top or whatever it is. And is it just too much? It's not. It's not too big. It's not too much. It's not too anything. Please take up space. Please rebel for bigness in your life. Get out of the sandbox. Get out of the shoulds. Get out of the, you know, doing things out of guilt and obligation and tradition and all of the things. Start questioning them and ask yourself, what does it look like if I'm coming from my feminine, if I'm embracing the fact that I'm a force of nature, what is the opposite of the things that I've been doing to make myself smaller? And do those. I can't wait to see what I, I can already feel like the energetic impact that we're going to have in the world as more of us are doing that. And I promise you, it feels scary. It was scary for me to learn about it and start to embody it when I was in this workshop. It's scary for me to say that out loud and be embodying this as I'm talking to all of you right now. And yet, it feels really good. Like I can't stop smiling when I think about, okay, this is how it gets done. This is why we need more leaders like Jacinda Ardern in New Zealand, the Prime Minister of New Zealand, who's talking about how beautiful it is to bring the paradox of you know strength and compassion to leadership, to not just have to be aggressive, but you can be assertive and you can be soft, right? We can lead from our hearts. We can be big. We can be forces of nature. This is how we're going to make a difference. So I'm leaving with you with that. Just sit on it for a while. Embrace it and ask yourself, yeah, what does it mean for me to play bigger? 
What does it look like? What does it feel like? What does it sound like? And I can't wait to hear. Send me comments. Let me know. Show me in all of your, your social feeds and wherever else you're showing up. Show me that you're playing bigger. And I promise to do the same on my end. Mwah. Love you, Rebel Souls. I'm giving you a big virtual hug and I will talk to you again soon. Bye. Hey, Rebel. Thanks for listening. If you were inspired by what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review so our fellow Rebel Souls can find us. We have big work to do together. And if you want to dive deeper, head on over to my website at soulbatical.com and follow me at soulbatical on Instagram. Until next time, stay bold, brave, and badass, and never stop asking, what am I rebelling for?